This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, and we have a very special podcast edition today. We have UNC women's head basketball coach, Courtney Banghart. For our second time, we, we interviewed her, uh, what was it, May, June, July, sometime in the summer. Oh. <laughs> but uh, we have Courtney back. What's going on, Courtney? You know, it's just all the same since the last time we talked, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, we're a little closer to the season. Yeah. So I wanted to bring you on to kind of, you know, give people a chance to, to see what's going on with women's basketball at UNC preview the season, um, check in on the program, and of course, talk some recruiting, which I think is really, we've written tons of stories about the recruiting class because it's been so good. And so I uh, definitely want to get into that. Uh, before we get, dive into that, uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina podcast. Give us a five-star rating and leave a review. That helps us and also our sponsor, Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. They're our loyal podcast sponsors and help us do these kind of things and these special interviews. So check them out online at GiantT-Shirt.com and on Franklin Street at uh on giant t-shirt all right Corey, let's get into it um yeah so last season you were 16 and 14 your first year at unc uh this yeah. is the, the second year and uh, you're projecting up it seems can you kind of what's going on with the program right now and getting ready for the season you're, you're a week away from yeah. tip off recording this on wednesday give us a summary of what's going on and we'll dive right into some other stuff absolutely yeah well first off i'm glad to be seeing you again and uh, a lot has changed just in the sense that like you said we're a week away um you know a major roster overhaul um from a year ago and um, there's real excitement with that. And there's real accountabilities and depth with that. But there's also challenges because it's kind of a new journey for almost everybody. Um, and so as we continue to evolve, I love the, the depth. I love the accountability. I love the speed. I love the versatility. And uh, we've got good seniors, uh, good senior experience, a lot of talented freshmen, an awesome middle group. Um, but, you know, we've, we've, we've got to kind of evolve into having that on the floor leadership across all positions and the communication that, that this level requires on the floor um, that comes over time. And we just don't have a lot of time, it's our, you know, with this new group. So um, it'll be fun for us to get back going. Yeah. And some big news is when you brought back a UNC player who is kind of strange. She was at UNC, not under you, under a different head coach. And then transferred and is now transferring back for her second grad transfer year in Stephanie Watts. Can you kind of go into that process and how that kind of came to happen and what she can bring to the team this year? Yeah, absolutely. When I first got this job, there were a bunch that had been either um, were leaving or thinking of leaving. And so she was one of the ones I met with that had said, you know, and she had already put her name in the portal and had already decided she was going to USC. And I had said, you know, you're a Carolina grad, so you're always welcome here. Um, and she, I guess she thought about it and decided that it was still time for her to go to USC. And so that was great. I didn't really know her. Um, and then I got a call, I want to say in May that basically from, from Steph that 
that was, you know, put herself in the portal and said, do you think I'd be able to come home? Um, and, you know, I wanted to make sure that she, I knew she had the right talent. I wanted to make sure she'd be in it for the right reasons and, and knew what we needed this program to be about in the new rebirth. Um, and she was all in and uh, it's been great to have her. She's dynamic in the wing. She's got a ton of experience. She's healthy now, which is great. Um, and I think she'll contribute to what we're doing. She's a big time three point shooter. Is that right? She sure is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I'm sure she knows some of the players on the team already. Is that, and so she kind of, yeah, play she played, but role. not with many. She only had yeah. played with Janelle and Jalen. So she's only played with two of them because we only have four back from a year ago. Okay. Um, so not really, but she knows college basketball, Ross. And that's the thing is that when you've got so many freshmen and, and, and things and sophomores, really, I mean, eight of our 12 are underclassmen. And so having that experience that both she and Petra bring, as well as Janelle and Jalen, it's just, it's so critical. Um, so yeah, she's been a great addition. It's, it's fun to have her back. And I know that Carolina hopeful are, are really excited for her. So you only have four players back from last year's team. Yeah. Yep. Wow, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That really is a roster overhaul. Yes. Um, yeah. So we look at the schedule here just to, you know, so our listeners know November 25th, you're at home against Radford. Yeah. I think you play five non-conference games, UNCG, yeah. High Point, South Carolina State and Charlotte, and then 20 ACC games? You bet. Is yeah. that right? 20, okay. Four, four of them are before Christmas. So That's right. Yeah. And you play like Wake and Q's twice in December. That's kind yeah, of odd. It is odd. So they, it's an 18-game season typically. Okay. Um, and so they threw two extra games in. Um, and based on the ways the dates fell, we actually are four non are four ACC games in before Christmas. And two of them are against the same team. Um, and then Syracuse is right after Christmas. Meanwhile, it's the second to last game before Christmas. So... So yeah, that should make it a little bit easier on our scouters. That's right. Yeah, and I was, I was like, is there? Are they playing some like tournament where like you play a pod? And I was like, no, it just it's weird how they have that. Yeah. Interesting. Let's get into your roster a little bit more. I mean, who do you expect to, to kind of be the starting lineup, or definitely the rotational players that, that our listeners should know and that we should know? Maybe a, a star freshman and, and multiple star freshmen leading with with yeah. Asia Kelly and the two transfers, uh, Stephanie Watts and and Petra, who comes from Illinois via Czech Republic. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Petra's been great. She's a real specialist. Kid can flat shoot it. She was Illinois' leading scorer last year. She's been a career 40% three-point uh, three shooter. So with her and Watts, you can really stretch the floor, um, but you got, and you've got to have a lot of experience. And then, of course, Janelle inside is a Wade Trophy nominee um, and on the watch list there. Um, and so when you look at someone like Janelle, who's had significant experience in the men's side of the game and has had quite uh, has had great stat lines throughout her career. Um, and then Malou, who started a year ago for us at the four spot. Um, and so your post game quarter sort of returns, but only they're both a year better, I think. Um, and then you bring in those two grad transfers. Deja Kelly at the at the point combo guard is a top 10 recruit in the country. And, um, you know, she's going to have to adjust quickly to the pace of play that we want to play at and that the league requires you play at. Um, but she's continually competes um, and will be a huge part of our team. Really, I, I mean, the, the strength of our team is also the weakness. The strength is, is that we are really, really we've got great depth. We've got good people at all positions. Um, the, the weakness of the team probably is that I don't have a starting five yet. Um, and we're a week away from the games. Um, we haven't really had five that have separated themselves on both ends to be, um, boy, when you're in, we play best, you know, um, but you go right down to the, um, the sophomores and mid-year transfer, Ariel Young, um, as well as the backup point guard, Kennedy Tucker. And um, those two as, uh, have, you know, they're going to help us, you know, and then our freshman class, I'm just so high on, I think, uh, you know, all of them, you got the inside game of Anya Poole and Ali Zelaya, both of whom, they might, I mean, they could start. I mean, they're that good. I think they're going to contribute early and often. Um, of course, we talked about Deja. And then you've got Todd Williams, um, who's, a, who's, a, who's a top player out of North Carolina as well, who reminds me of Scotty Pippen. 
Um, she might start. She'll certainly play a lot um, with the ball in her hands and without the ball in her hands. And then Alyssa Utsby is probably the best athlete on the team um, and probably also has the best speed. And that's saying a lot with Steph Watts on your team. So, you know, there's there's just not a lot of weaknesses. The, the downside is that we don't, um, you know, we, we, we haven't yet had five that, are, that have been like, we're the, we're the one. So. Do you expect Stephanie to start? I don't know. You know, I don't know. She's going to have to, yeah, she's going to, I like the idea of bringing some offense off the bench and some experience off the bench, um, which if you start both grad transfers, then the, the first guard in is might be a freshman, you know? Um, so I don't know yet. Um, if we, it's, the staff was talking about it today, this morning, and they said, if someone put a gun to your head and you had to name a starting five, I said, I might take the bullet, you know, I'm just not ready yet. So hopefully give me another week and, and I'll have it all figured out. And we talked about you bringing in, I mean, obviously only four returning players. So, the difference between year one and year two with this program, uh, you're bringing in more talent, you're, you're bringing some transfers, um, but where are you right now in terms of program building and obviously looking to win a lot more games this year than last year? Yeah, you know what, we actually, we before we got injured, we ran, we won a lot of games last year. We had we just only had five or six able bodies, so we yeah. just couldn't sustain the the length of the season. Um, where we are as a, um, in the, in the, in the build or rebuild or however you want to call it re-energized journey is um you know we've got an infusion of talent we also have an infusion of energy i think Mm -hmm. this is a group that wants to do something special at carolina it's not about them it's about carolina um and it's about the program that they're a part of and that that's gonna that always that always leads to better success um we've got more length and speed than we've had here um, and that's both at the guard spot and the post spot. So I think we're getting closer to playing the versatility game that I want to play. Um, and, um, you yeah, we've got, we've gotten back to getting the best players in the country to want to come to Carolina. So that's been helpful. Yeah. And that's ours for the 2021 class. So you're bringing, or, or I guess the second, yeah, 2020 class was number 10 in the country. The 2021 class, uh, which you signed last week, I believe is number two in the country. We'll get into that in a second. Um, but can you kind of give our listeners, what type of offense do you run? What, what kind of, from a basketball standpoint, the offense and defense that you want to be known for and people want to talk about when talk about UNC basketball? Yeah, I think the the, the defensive side of the ball is where you got to start, right? Teams that defend well, play well together. Um, and we have to, we, our defense has to be better than everybody else's offense. This is a year you're going to have less prep time. Perhaps you're going to have more disruptions. So having fundamentals defensively is going to be really important. And um, if you asked me three days ago, I'd say we're above schedule. If you asked me now today, because of how we practiced yesterday, I think we're behind, you know, so that's the journey of a young team. But defensively, we're going to play. Um, we'll be will- willing to switch defenses. We'll play some high risk uh, trapping stuff. We'll also um, use the whole court. We'll also, you know, sit and guard and hunt deflections. So we'll be a, a variety of ways defensively and then offensively. Um, we'd like to be able to play early in the shot clock. So we want to play a bit faster than we've been able to play. Um, we also want to shoot the ball. So we want to have better spacing yeah. than we've had uh, in a year ago. Um, but you're going to see a combination of fluid play and pro sets in our offense. Um, and we've got a lot of weapons. It's a matter of, again, who, who's willing to um, who's willing to take the shot, who's willing to make the pass. Great. So let's get to that 2021 class. Um, there's, there's four players you signed, and we had the release and everything. It's number two in the nation. You kind of went across the country in different places to kind of pick who you yeah. wanted to get. And it seems like you got all the players, I believe, are ranked in the top 50. 20. Uh, the top 20, yeah. I think they moved up in rankings yep. um, from when we like wrote an article over the yeah. summer. Can you go through that class and just sure, and briefly yeah, what you I'd like about to. each player? Yeah, I'd love to. So Tiani Key, she's from uh, right, right over here in Cary. She was one of the very first phone calls I made when I got this job. You know, I knew keeping the best players in state has got to be a priority. Um, her sister is the starting center at Tennessee. So she was kind of all over the map, Tennessee and Kentucky and NC State and Florida State. I mean, you name it, Connecticut. 
Um, and I just, I really, you know, she's my type of player and she's incredibly versatile, about six, three shot blocker can score from a variety of places and just has a huge ceiling, great family. Um, so she was a huge target. And, um, you know, it's one of those smiles you get when you get her. Um, and then Kayla McPherson is what we need in the, in the lead and combo guard spot from Athens, Georgia. She's only about five, eight, but you don't want to, uh, you won't be able to catch her in a race and you won't be able to fight her back when she, when she drives it right at you. Um, she's a really relentless guard. She has deep, deep range. I went to see a high school game and she had 52, um, you know, she can really score. Um, and you know, again, that was recruiting against everybody in the country for her. And I literally will not forget the day that she committed. I think she's going to have a huge career for us. Um, and then you go to Marasha Wiggins from, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, um, who, um, is really a slashing wing that can really shoot it. She'll help us stretch the floor, super athletic, above average, you know, even at our level defensively on her own. Um, and just the best family, you know, in, in terms of um, the quality of character that we're bringing in. And then um, to round it out, you got Destiny Adams, a kid from New Jersey, my old stopping grounds, um, who is literally is the glue to any team. She is a rebound, re relentless rebounder. She runs the floor. She's incredibly physical. She's a great athlete. Um, her athleticism is actually ahead of her skill set right now, which is exciting because that, that we can develop. Um, and she's got a motor. I mean, the kid won't back down for anybody and she's everybody's favorite teammate. So um, I think I've got kind of a little bit of everything. And most importantly, I have exactly what I need to round out the team. Yeah, I know when we talked last um, this summer, and I would I would urge listeners to go back and listen to that one. It was a little bit longer. It was like a, an hour podcast. We went to a lot of different things. It was, it was during peak pandemic time, and we were able to dive into a lot of different things. So definitely go back and listen to that. We got really into like how Coach Banghart recruits and everything. Um, so what is recruiting like now? You have this class signed. They'll arrive, I'm assuming, next uh, June, July yep. 2021 class and be freshmen next year. And with football, with football team, they had a lot of 2021 players committed, and now they have to recruit with a dead, you know, a long dead period for the 2022 class. And that's posing a challenge because you can't see these players; they can't come see you. So, totally. what's that like from your perspective, trying to now recruit 2022 with all the restrictions that this global pandemic provides? Yeah, I mean, it's the same challenge we have a little bit with 21. So neither Marasha or Kayla, two top 20 players in the country, had been on campus God, that's crazy. when the shutdown happened. Yeah. So they actually had to come on their own. We weren't allowed to see them when they were here. They just kind of drove around campus on their own. Um, so I give a lot of credit to their families for getting them in a car and, and getting them yeah. to see it. And uh, a lot of credit to Carolina that they loved the place even with nobody here. Um, but yeah, we have to do everything from everything's virtual, not only us seeing them, but on, on the floor, but them seeing us, right? And so we're doing um, meet the staff, we're doing player game nights, we're doing um, all different types of ways to make us as interactive as possible. Um, and then we're watching them on live streams that are the feeds can be really scratchy or terrible, um, or they glitch, or they could be great, you know, and you just have to keep, keep, keep going. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting in our live stream shape, we're getting in shape on it. It was really hard to begin with, but now there's no end, no end in sight. So um, yeah, it's a challenge. We'll take a smaller class though, because of it. I, I don't, I, we'll, we'll, we'll really hone in. We've already honed in and we're going to keep it tight. Was that like summer games that you were live streaming? Yeah. And spring and fall. And then now they're high Yeah. I, mean, I watched one yesterday. Yeah. You're just sort of watching play dates and anything you can. Um, so you maybe, maybe, maybe talk to the coach and be like, Hey, can you film this? Is that kind of how All it works? Time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So it's hard. And so we're going to take a smaller class. Luckily with our 20, ones there's four and there's five twenty so that's nine of your 15 in two years yeah so then, grad transfers and yeah we're just gonna we'll keep it we'll keep it small i was gonna say yeah grad transfers in this era you can kind of plug and play where you need to if, if you do have some holes i know most you know, men's men's football does as well um 
Okay, so let me see. Look at my notes right here. Yeah, okay, so the coaching staff, you had two – well, you had one new assistant coach hire. Yeah. Um, let me pull this – roll this down. Adrian Walters, yeah. Adrian Walters, because I believe uh, one of your coaches, where he went to – somewhere Navy, in Virginia, right? Navy, the head coach. Navy, that's yep. right. So, so tell us about Adrian Walters and what he's going to bring. Oh my gosh, he's so great. He's a just a um, he's just a really good person. I mean, he's got a huge heart. He's super competitive. Um, he's high. He's highly mannered. He makes you feel like he's with you all the time. Like after a good practice or a bad practice, he just always is. He's just always with you, which I really appreciate as a as a head coach doing something that, that's hard, right? Um, as a recruiter, he's really connecting. Like he just people like him, and so um, he's got a great sense of humor. Um, he's he's he has great gratitude for being here and with us and. He's just been a really he holds the kids accountable and he loves them. And that's a really important mix. What do you look for when you we bring people onto your staff? Um, you're obviously the leader of the program and as a leader and a, and, a, and a CEO, you have to make hires and the type of personalities mm-hmm. you want to bring to mesh in along with the talents and abilities that can help you get to where you want to go. Yeah, you know, it depends on who's already there. Right. So with Coach Joanna Luca White, um, who works with our post players and has a really good pulse on the inner dynamics of the team. And then with Carrie Moore, who heads up our recruiting and works with our guards, you know, we got to be a little bit more picky. Right. And because they're both so good. And yeah. so um, with Adrian, I really love that he had southeast that he had ties in the southeast. He came from both Alabama and Auburn. He has high academic and that he was at um, he was at Georgetown. He also used to be in the banking world. Um, you know, so he's just, he's a, he's a smart guy that is a hard worker and, and, um, a family guy. And so he just is the right, I was able to really, to answer your question, my hiring goes, is all about fit. It's all about fit with everybody else that's here. Yeah. And personalities that go together and someone you can obviously work Mm -hmm. with and, and, and make you better and make the program better. Okay. There's one other hire that we we definitely want to talk about first. That's Jackie Manuel. But first I'll talk about Johnny t-shirt and Johnny t-shirt.com right on Franklin street and online at giantteacher.com and inside Carolina, uh, pop inside Carolina premium members can get 10% off with your discount code. Christmas is right around the corner. Get all your sweatshirts, t-shirts, women's basketball gear, men's basketball gear, jerseys, throwback football jerseys, stocking stuffers, anything you need right on Franklin street at giantteacher.com. They have a great website and use that 10% off discount code to get all your Carolina, um, gear and apparel. It's awesome. Johnny t-shirt and Johnny t-shirt. Dot com. We're going to pay some uh, some uh, national ads here. We'll be right back with Courtney Banghart and talk about Jackie Manuel and, and more women's basketball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And we're back with Courtney Banghart, the head coach of the women's basketball team here at North Carolina. We teased it. Uh, Jackie Manuel, obviously, and if you're a UNC fan, you know his name. When I was in school, 
he was a senior. I was a freshman on that 2009 championship or 2005 championship team, defensive stopper, a legend. There was a t-shirt. I don't know if you knew this, Courtney. I did. I didn't know this when I hired him, but I yeah. know. Jackie Manuel, Jackie uh, Manuel has a posse. It was a huge t-shirt. Everyone had one. And it was kind of, I think I had to shut it down because it broke some sort of legality stuff. But uh, <laughs> a defensive specialist, an all-around great guy. Tell us about what happened to bring him onto the staff and what his role is now. Yeah, gosh. You know, I didn't, I really didn't know how loved Jackie was until we got really close to hiring him. And um, as I've told people, I know he's loved and now I am the captain of the Love Jackie Manual. Um, <laughs> he is as egoless, hardworking, humble. He also just gets it. He has a totally unfair skill that very few have that he just gets it. Like he understands team. He understands winning. He understands building. He understands, you know, he's brought so much to our team in between drills. He, he fist pumps everybody on the team, staff, players. He's into touches. Like he's into, there's no doubt in, in watching, even watching us practice, there'll be no doubt to anybody why he was a captain of a national championship team. He's just, he has it right. Um, but what happened was we had an opening for Adrian Walter spot actually. And uh, Jackie had just been um, their staff at UNC Wilmington had just been let go. And so I knew that he or someone had presented to me that he was available. And so him and I had a conversation and I just loved him. Um, and yet he had never been on the women's side. We knew we needed Southeast recruiting ties. We were really close to getting Caleb McPherson and some other kids out in the Southeast. And Adrian has really deep roots there. And so um, with what our need was, again, we talk about fit. What our need was at that time, we needed uh, Adrian's recruiting experience um, in that particular area. Um, and so then fast forward and we have a director of recruit, uh, player development um, and recruiting operations. And as you can imagine, what I'm highly motivated to do is give Jackie experience recruiting on the women's side so that um, shall we have an opening and he wants to fill it, he can merge right in there and has that, it doesn't, doesn't have to again say, I don't have any women's basketball sort of recruiting experience or whatnot. Um, anyway, and so he's just been, because of COVID, you're actually allowed to have two extra support staff, which is, you know, he's one of them that are allowed on the floor. And okay. so he's actually been able to be on the floor uh, more than in, in what would usually happen on the coaching floor. And, you know, he's just, I'm all I have to say is I'm a better coach and I'm a, I'm a um, better person having Jackie in my everyday. He makes me, uh, he makes me better and he makes me, uh, I'm already optimistic and happy and he just makes me happy. So he's just a special hire. So what is his exact title? Director of player development and recruiting operations. So he okay. does kind of heads up all of our player development. He also, he does every other scout. Um, with an assistant and so with the other film guy um, he breaks down every practice so uh, we live code him in practice and then he creates sorters for me um, so him and i are really he's in here a lot in this office where we're just sort of talking about progressing our team to the next step um, and so he's heavy basketball but yet i make him sit in on all of our recruiting meetings because i want him ultimately to feel like should that be a position he wants to elevate to he's ready to play he's plug in ready to do that and so you have three assistants and, and another person in Jackie. That I have a director of play. I have a director of video and scouting. And then I have Jackie who's director of player development. And, and they recruit. can both coach during practice. They can both. Yeah. But you'd be on the floor. Yep. Okay, they can't necessarily, yeah, they can't actually coach, but they can be on the floor and pass and um, do some of the things that typically they'd have to be off the floor for. Yeah. And so that he's just around our kids. And so our kids are just, they're, I mean, I walked up today to go to our staff meeting and one of our players is up, you know, just, they, they just, they're, he's, they're a sponge for his knowledge. And he's such a, he's this kind soul that people just, honestly, he's just, I get it. I'm in the Jackie Posse man, uh, the Jackie Posse for sure. Yeah. Maybe y'all could like make those shirts and make it like a UNC official type deal. And so totally. Um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, um, was kind of the glue guy for that 2005 totally. team. Definitely not like a, a major offensive force. I remember, 
I hope he doesn't listen to this, but like people get nervous when he had the ball on offense. That was kind of a running joke because he wasn't exactly like a shooter or scorer, but man, he could rebound, he could defend. I mean, he was a lockdown defender in his size and length at 6'5", 6'6", with his long arms, how athletic he was. I and mean, he could guard, you know, from, from the one oh, to four. He's, and, um, he's helped our defense in that way because yeah. he just – the things that he says um, – yeah, he's just – he's so elite at the things that are hard, which is the feel of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he's he's been – I think he's loving it because that's what I keep hearing, and there's no way he loves it more than we love having him. Yeah, and he coached with Wes Miller, I believe, at UNCG for a bit. He's bounced around. I think he played internationally for a little bit and then was on C.B. McGrath's staff at Wilmington yeah. before C.B. was let go. Awesome, yeah. Um, and then, of course, Sean May, you know, same same class. Um, wait, same, Sean May was a junior on that team. Sean May is on the staff for the UNC team, so it's kind of cool to have those two guys back in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Okay, kind of some closing stuff here. Can you kind of take me inside a game day? What does a game day look like for you? And is it the games at 7 o'clock or something? What, from from when you wake up um, to, to kind of what happens uh, before tip off. I'm hope let's let's say pre COVID because I really don't know. With yeah, COVID. I mean, yeah. Let's go I, for regular season. Regular season. Yeah, real life. Um, so real life always involves me waking up and having breakfast with my littles, my little children. Um, it kind of normalizes me in a way that um, that I appreciate. Um, I get an I always exercise. Then I get an exercise in. Um, what and do you then, do? What do you do? Uh, usually run, but I also do weights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you an outside runner inside runner I mean, i'd prefer to be an inside runner but now with covid all i do is run outside yeah i'm like afraid of covid so chapel now hill chapels are low-key great running town there's tons of great trails totally. and Merit pasture is almost every day yeah, yeah yeah you said marriage pasture yeah oh yeah that's right by my house that's awesome yeah, yeah I go mine too um anyway so i go uh and then I we come in and do a shoot around. So we'll go through sort of what are the which part of our offensive package and which part of our defensive package we're going to most utilize in the game. We'll go through some film with our players. That's in the um, morning. That's in the yeah late morning. Okay. Late morning, depending on class, of course. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then I typically um, well just because this is how I roll, I kind of watch a little bit more film just so I'm totally engaged uh, and whatnot. And then we it's a lot of waiting around. We do some media. We do some radio. Um, but yeah, game days are, it's ironic because game days, if, if I could take some of what my night looks like after a game and do some of it ahead of time, it would make my day, my nights much better. Right. But you, everything happens after the game is break down the whole game, break right. down the individual sorters. I mean, you're just, you're watching film at two in the morning after a game, but meanwhile, from noon to seven, it's a pretty slow time. Right. right. So you'd almost wish you could break the game down before you play it so that it's all done. Why not break it down the next morning? I know football does the same thing football does right after. Yeah, because you're, you're, it involves planning practice. And then, of course, the kids come in and they're ready to watch film and they want their individual sorter. Um, and then in our case, we play Thursday, Sundays. So on Friday, we're moving to the next opponent. Okay. So the practice is a combination of were there any glaring holes that were that would carry over as well as let's shift gears to the new opponent. So you you kind of you don't have the time like the it takes anywhere between an hour um, or two to after a game to really get what you need film wise, as well as uh, in embedded into a new plan for the next day. Um, and there's just no other shortcut to that. And all right. And then th- this is another thing I want to talk about um, the nutrition and strength conditioning plan for your team. That's obviously done a lot during the summer and leading up to the start of the season. You kind of take us into your, what you want out of your team from a strength conditioning standpoint and how that works with y'all. Like, you know, what, what yeah, you big do time. And, yeah. and then and we'll get to nutrition. Yeah, so I made two new hires, and they're huge. I think they're the two most important. Arguably, we joke they're the two most important mm-hmm. positions on your staff because if your players are not healthy and they're not fit, they're no good to you. 
right? So your assistants are critical because of game planning and recruiting and player development, but really you know, if they're not fit and healthy, they can't play, right? So we um, hired a new strength coach and a new trainer and I nailed it in both areas. Um, and both of them are now our, they're our sport performance team. So together they tackle nutrition, which is everything from vitamins to daily intake of food. Um, and we control their, their intake a little bit. So instead of giving them meal money, we actually just take their meal money and then buy them meals. <laughs> so instead of like trusting that their choices are good, we kind of control their choices a little bit there. Um, we also do the hydration where we test their hydration levels. So on those are spot checked to make sure they're getting enough hydration. Um, in terms of the lifting, we call it mobility now. So it's, they're basically getting a mobility session every day. Um, so any day we practice, they're also getting a mobility. And so they're, they might be lifting for power one day, the next day they might be do a low. So they're instead lifting low volume more movement. Yeah. Um, another day they're doing, they're lifting at, they're doing mobility after practice, which is more of a rollout and more of a flexibility deal. Um, so our strength coach and trainer are really creating those plans on a, on a day-to-day -day basis. Awesome. What did you have to eat today on against the diet of, of Courtney Banghart? I had a, um, a, a hard boiled egg and an avocado. And a banana for lunch. I mean, for breakfast. Okay. And for lunch, that is two o'clock. I haven't quite gotten around to it yet, but that's the, you know, people, people say, you know, some people stress eat and some stress don't eat. I always say, I don't do either. I don't have time to do either. I don't have time to be stressed and I don't have time to, uh, to, to be laid back. So, um, hopefully I, there'll be some nuts or something down on the counter when I get down there. Okay. Awesome. Um, all right. And to close, when you look back at the 2020, 21 season, you know, you're sitting there in, in March and April, uh, what do you want to, to have to, to say about this team and this season? You know, I think the, that's a great question. Um, I think for them, I would want that for the program, I want them to go to the NCAA tournament. It's been a long time. I want that to happen okay. for the, well, long for Carolina State. Um, and then for them, we have so many as a, eight of our guys are a very young part of our core and they're super talented. So I want them to build the right habits on and off the court so that, that they can become the final four team I want them to become over time. We're not a final four team this year, right? And so, but you don't go from, you know, an NCAA tournament berth to a final four in a year. There's some steps to take. And so I just want the, that younger core to build the right personal and collective habits on and off the court so that then when we get the next class of talent in, then there, it's not like we're starting all over again. We're just adding four to what we're already doing, right? Um, mm -hmm. And the next year, even more, you know. So, yeah, that's what I would say. But for the program, I, I would like us to hang a banner as an NCAA tournament participant. Great. I lied. I got one more thing. Cool. Kara, Law Kara Lawson was hired at Duke. And that was yeah. a big name. It was a big deal. She was she worked for ESPN. She's on the staff of the Boston Celtics. She played at Tennessee. I mean, I recognized her. And I think a lot of people who are just kind of regular sports fans recognized her. And I, I, I since I think like y'all are on the uptick. I think Duke will be the uptick. What, what do you know about her? Have y'all talked? Yeah. What that oh is? yeah, yeah. So I, uh, here. yeah, we, uh, I met her out at USA Basketball. I was coaching the U23s. We're going out to Tokyo, okay. and she was coaching the three-on-three -three team. Um, and so I met her there. Um, and when she got a, I think she called one of our NCA games when I was at Princeton. But anyway. So when she got the Duke job, I sent her a text and wished her well and said that the triangle is, um, you know, the place to be. Let's get the triangle back to kind of what it needs to be for basketball. Um, and so, you know, I was sort of the higher people were like interesting, you know, mid-major. And she's a higher coming from the pros. So we're totally different in that way. Um, and I would argue it's worked out well for well for Carolina and we hope it works out well for Duke as well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Courtney. I, I kept you under the 30 minute limit, which I promised. Um, that was awesome. And, you know, hopefully we can do a check in maybe mid season or, or after the season. Uh, I think there's a lot of interest in women's basketball right now. And that definitely comes with the hype from recruiting 
And so we're looking forward to what you do this season. Um, we appreciate you listening to the Inside Carolina podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ross. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner I. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. What'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.